If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's essentially the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need on one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your pod right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your pod on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Nada Disney is the author of Planting Wolves, which is described as a writer in a purgatory bar, an art collecting housewife who time travels, a movie production assistant with stigmata, a codependent AA sponsor, a sex addict, a movie star with issues, a two-time liver transplant recipient, and an abusive TV costumer who gets what's coming to her. All connected to one another, but completely and utterly alone. This is Nada Disney's new book. It is called Planting Wolves. And Nada is joining us today via Instagram Live. Hi, Nada. Hi, sorry about that. Don't be sorry. Um, isn't this a fun, fun show? You just never know what's going to happen. It could cut out at any yeah. moment. <laughs> you could cut out. You could not join. It's it's a lot. It's just a lot. Well, you look gorgeous. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. The last I time, mean- the last time I saw you was at was on the precipice of the pandemic at your book signing at Skylight Books, which I think is the coolest bookstore in in LA, in Los Feliz. And that was so exciting. Um, yeah, it was. I, little did we know we would be shut in like three days after, two days after, right? Yeah, I think that was the last like social thing that I did before all of this hit like what have you been doing to to occupy time Mm, I've been seeing friends on zoom I I have an eight-year-old so that is interesting home schooling with some teaching I mean with some zoom stuff and she's in third grade so I'm surprised that I don't know some things that are being taught in third grade um it's a different kind of math, I think, if I recall. Um, so that's that's it. I mean, I, I like it. I'm enjoying this little pause. So, um, yeah. I am too. You're So you're teaching math? No, I'm not teaching anything. I'm just, you have to sort of oversee the, the schooling through Zoom. And so some of her homework is, you know, with me there. And I'm surprised how many things I've forgotten. So I had to brush up on uh, fractions. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would not even be able to do fractions right now. I don't even it's, know how I got through it then. <laughs> um, so what, what is your book? By the way, when, do you, do you remember that story that you told me? <laughs> about when I dated your when I dated your our friend and okay. <laughs> um yeah I can't I can't okay. say it here okay 
heart. Um, some things not for on air. I would love to know what is your book about and what inspired it? Um, it is about six characters who are interwoven. Their lives are, but they're not aware of it, nor do they ever become aware of it. And, uh, yeah, each one has a thing that they're very obsessed with that is their sort of mortal wound. And they're either in the process of fixing it, solving it, or they're completely unaware of it. And, uh, yeah, that's it. There's always the character. There's characters. They each have a solution to the other one's issues, but... They're so looking inward, they didn't. They don't really notice each other to to get it going. So I think that's what it's about. Okay, and what did what inspired you to write this book? You know, I don't know. I I don't. I'm not that in touch with those parts of myself. <laughs> I think uh, probably uh, from watching people and narrating things in my own head and yeah these people just popped up i i some of them i like some of them i really don't like and it was they just appeared it was especially fun to write the people i didn't like and um yeah that's it i i don't have a better answer Okay, and at your at your book signing, you mentioned that you didn't feel that you really write so much as write down. Like you go on your walks, and the characters kind of talk to you, and and I really love that because I write. I have, a, I have the same writing process. I feel like they just come to me, and I like write. I just transcribe. So, is that? Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of interviews in the last year or so, and it's always sort of this, that question is asked, and I think I disappoint them when I say I don't know and I don't have a process and I don't have a routine. Um, and then when I, when I talk about how it happens, I, I sound crazy, like, you know, these people are talking to me. It's not like that. It's just... Um, I don't know, something about moving and walking and um, sort of letting your mind go. It's a, it's, it's a weird private experience that's difficult to put into words as much as I would like to and have been trying to. Um, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Did you um, feel that any of these characters were autobiographical or, or based on anyone in your life or borrowed from, from anything that you're familiar with? Or were they just completely fictional? I mean, they are completely fictional, but I do think that even fictional characters are drawn from something I must remember and don't remember. I remember, you know what I mean? Um, in the subconscious mind, I, which I call the secretary who files things away and gives you random you know, descriptions of things. So I don't, again, I don't know, but I'm sure there's a little bit of me in all of them. Um, you know, are, so it's, go ahead. Are you writing your next book now? Or are you on pause? I, I was, and it's all set in Los Feliz. And it's again, 
it's slightly different. Um, it still has some magical realism, which my first book, this current one, has. Um, but there has been a bit of a pause with the current situation of, you know, the pandemic and all that, because it's difficult to keep writing them in a normal situation. And, um, and I thought, should I just suddenly drop this pandemic in the background? And I don't know. It, that feels, that doesn't feel quite right. So I'm in the middle of figuring out how to continue in a normal Las Feliz um, without sort of pulling this hopefully temporary situation into the story. Okay, and are you, all of your stories um, taking place in, in Los Feliz or that's just only happened so far? Oh, in the new book, yes. They're all kind of in Los Feliz, some other neighborhoods, um, but mostly Los Feliz. I love Los Feliz so much. <laughs> I do too. It's a curious place. It's uh, It has a different flavor. It's, it's quieter than its... Um, siblings on either side it's not as groovy as silver lake and not as bustling as hollywood it's it's its own little thing and it's not as beige as brentwood <laughs> yeah well the west side i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we we know all about the west side we know and the west side they don't know we exist which is hilarious yeah um they think we're downtown or something. Um, but, you know, Los Feliz means the happy in Spanish, and I feel like it delivers. And that's the name of my next book, Happy. Really? Yes. I love it. So what and is it's your... It's funny because they're all pretty much unhappy. So. Oh, I love that. Now, do you see these uh, these books having other iterations as film or TV down the line? Or are you thinking, not thinking that far? You're just thinking this is a book. You know, I don't feel like that's my job. I think if somebody who's, that's their wheelhouse feels that way, then maybe it is. Um, yeah, I try and not go off into those fantasies of, you know, I can't wait to see it on this. It, it is what it is. I wrote it to be a book. It is a book. And the rest is kind of the, the reader's business. Yeah, I, I see. So uh, Brian Donnelly just wrote in. <laughs> Super fan Brian Donnelly, and also the subject of my last interview, said, um, besides your daughter, who is your favorite quarantine buddy? Oh, he knows. It's Brian. <laughs> Um, he's my bestie and we, yeah, so it's him and my daughter, that's that. And, and actually a friend, um, named Matt, who is also, um, a favorite, but Brian, it's mostly you. <laughs> what do you got? What do you, what did you and Brian become besties? It's such a good pairing. It was a slow process. We've known each other for a long time. And I think we sort of moved around one another. For me, anyway, I was suspicious. And um, Why were you suspicious? Then, I'm suspicious of everyone, um, especially if, if they're fancy. Um, so, yeah, we just slowly became better friends. Why are you suspicious of everyone? <laughs> um, 
aren't you? You should be. Yeah, of course I am. I don't even need to ask. Of course I am. Um, what is your, like, do you overcome any obstacles in, in the writing of that book? Your, um, your book, Planting Wolves? You know, it took a long time to write. I put it away and I pull it out and some other new thing would happen. I think um, time um, was my obstacle. Like I, I had to, for me, it was fine. I'll just take however much time um, I want to take. But I realized that I had to stop doing that to get to uh, develop a more disciplined um, routine so that it could be finished because mostly I was very tired of it and uh, yeah so I think my inability to sit down and stay sitting what's what's your process with that do you write any set amount of hours or days no I still I, I've, I've been un, unsuccessful in creating that process um, yeah, it just comes when it comes, and luckily, I, I'm, you know, I I lack ambition. I think that would be a great drive. Um, um, so I just let the book inform me, and it doesn't inform me um, on a schedule. I love that. Well, it's interesting that you're saying it's an unsuccessful schedule, but yet it it resulted in a book that many people love, many people on this comment thread love and are calling you a genius. So it's like, it's interesting that you think it, it's an unsuccessful process, but it sounds like it's been a, a very successful process. A lot of people have never published their book, right? Um, yeah, I actually never meant to, but somebody very close to me sent it in. I was like, oh, okay, well, there you go. Thank you. Was it Brian? It wasn't Brian. It was actually... Um, somebody in my family yeah okay and why do you think you lack ambition <laughs> you know because i'm happy that I'm actually happy. sounds i was just thinking that that you must be happy and content i'm not saying ambitious people aren't happy i'm just happy with the way things are I think, I think that's a big factor though in ambition is that you think something outside of yourself is gonna is gonna you know fix it and so if you are happy that does make sense that makes sense to me I mean don't get me wrong I'm definitely insecure there are things that I fleeting things that I think will fill um you know solve the insecurity it just doesn't happen to be um involve other people so much so re you know being read really involves other people I like to write you know I, it's fun but, um, yeah. when did you know you were a writer? Like what, what age have you um, always been a writer? Basically as long as I remember, mm -hmm. but I never thought of myself as a writer until this going on readings where people would refer to me as a writer. I just, I thought that I was someone who just wrote things down, you know, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I, I feel like all I do is write things down. I mean, I do have to craft things ultimately and take things out, but a lot of my, my writing is just transcribing things that have happened to me and in incidents. But like what led you really to, to wanting to write a book? Um, 
You know, I was, I always had tried and um, for years and years and years in college and so on. And um, I was, they were always really self-referential. They were basically, they should have been diaries. And um, I don't know, I think I just, the more I read books, the better I got at it. And the more feedback, positive feedback I got. And, and then, you know, I, I was a customer for a long time, local 705, shout out. And then uh, I had, and then after that, I was a reporter um, for WNYC in New York. Really? I covered the arts. I studied painting and sculpture. Um, Anyway, a lot of things happened, but I had an injury when I was working on a show. And so I was stuck at home. I couldn't move my shoulders, but I could move them just enough to get my hands on a keyboard. So I just went at it again and wrote another book. Then I put it away and I picked it up a couple years later. And then it just went on its own way. But I didn't think of it as a book until it seemed to be a book <laughs> yet again vague yeah <laughs> did anyone in your family write or you just came by it naturally um almost everyone in my family on my dad's side were writers so i you know no one ever said be a doctor be a lawyer okay let me ask you audience question what would you say to someone trying to write their own book Um, I have no advice, but, um, I took Hemingway's words very seriously. And I think it was, um, write what, write what hurts, uh, hard and clear or something like that. And I think write what hurts is interesting because I think the things that hurt, um, I give a lot more attention to and, um, I know a lot more intimately than the things that feel good. I just kind of, oh, that feels great. But I think um, because, I don't know, somehow um, unsavory things require a lot more analysis. And I, I draw from that. I love that. Okay, and we have a question here from Kate Miller that says, Kate Miller, she's my friend. Aw, smallest world. I love that. Um, Kate Miller's question. Chapter five of Planting Wolves is my favorite chapter. Can Nada extrapolate on how and why that character is so developed? This book really illustrates Um, how similar writing and acting are in terms of character development and inner life. So I guess the question is, can Nada extrapolate on how and why that character is so developed? That is a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. Kate is a is a very talented actress, and I very. think she knows one of your previous guests because I think she was one of the talent in her show, and she knows Brian. Um, oh, that's incredible! I know. Um, there's only about a thousand of us, uh, but yeah, that's Kate had mentioned Chapter Five. I uh, I don't know. I think. It's the shortest chapter, which is interesting that she felt it was so developed, but I think it was short and dense. It was a character that revealed a lot about himself with his 
lack of self-awareness. So it was sort of a, what was missing was what um, sort of told you a lot about him, the things that were completely lost on him about his own selfishness and uh, self-absorption. Um, so I think I drew from all the all kinds of people who enraged me, I think, over the years. And uh, I possibly didn't even know uh, about that, but they were there. And once I thought of the character, he sort of fleshed himself out. It, it came out of my my head. And uh, and she's right. I mean, I think she would know. She is, she is an actress about the process being similar, I think, yeah, I, I guess I, there is such a thing as method writing because I do try and, you know, the, you know, I don't, the thing that influences me to go back to a question the most is how um, all the ways that my own brain can um, scare the crap out of me. Um, and so I assume everyone else has, I mean, they must have that same brain that's, that scares them. And so I like to imagine what kind of things people's brains tell them to upset and frighten them. And that's, that's a great source of fun. And uh, it's interesting to write that. And I love that. Great questions and great answers. Um, Nita, have you overcome any kind of personal, pivotal, traumatic moments that you had to overcome personally? And if so, how did you do that? I actually think it, that's a daily thing. <laughs> um, again, like overcoming the the insecurities and the voice and, you know, all that. I I think... Yeah, I think getting to know yourself is, or know who you think you are can be challenging. And uh, it's important to surround yourself with people who, who are that way as well. And uh, I think just overcoming yourself is, uh, is a big challenge. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Me too. And how do you like, do you have any tactics that help you do that? Um, I think just thinking about myself as little as possible and, uh, you know, busy work. And, um, this has been, this, this pandemic has been really weirdly helpful with that. I assumed I would be sitting around obsessing with things, but I really haven't, um, it's been really nice. Yeah, I've had the same experience. I, I've actually enjoyed the freedom from constantly feeling like I should be doing more, which I normally yeah. feel. Yeah. I don't know what all that noise is. It sounds like a cash register. Maybe it is. Do you know what that is? Is that on my end? I don't know. It's pretty quiet here. <laughs> That's so weird. Okay, I think my phone's freaking out. Well, anyway... Nada, I'm so happy that you could stop by today. Do you have? Do you want to tell us where people can buy your book and support you? Um, I think at this moment, probably not in bookstores. I think uh, Amazon is a good place to get it. Okay. And it's called Planting Wolves. Cool. Well, I can't wait to read it. And what are you in? Um, 
Brian, your bestie Brian going to be doing during the pandemic? What are your usual activities and how is the pandemic affecting them? We we eat a lot at Bon Vivant in Atwater. I love Bon Vivant! And, uh, and I don't know, recently we've just been talking about nothing, as which, you know, the best of friends, that's what it's about. And uh, what else? I've been really interested. I see one of Brian's siblings in um, Brian finding his siblings. Um, it's so random. I think being adopted yeah. is, a, is an interesting journey. I so, meant to I, ask him about that. Yeah. it's. I'm so intrigued. I wish I was adopted. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, that's going to be a great script that he's writing. So what do you guys order at Bon Vivant? Um, I, Brian gets several beverages, um, of every ilk and I get, what do I get? I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. I think lately when I've gone without Brian, I've been getting waffles. Waffles? Yes. Waffles. Wow. What do you get when you Oh my God. I am obsessed with their Brussels sprouts. And their cauliflower. Oh, all right. We'll it's try that. Delish. Um, well, I'm so happy that you could stop by today. Sorry, the phone kept exploding. Um, that's fine. It was uh, it was perfect the way it was. Everyone, go support Nada and read Planting Waltz. You can order it on Amazon. Nada Disney. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I so appreciate you. We could not do this without your support. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast with anyone who you think could benefit or enjoy it on your socials, um, to your email list, etc. And also, if you would like to be a patron of the podcast, you can actually just click on Anchor to become a patron for any amount that you want to pledge per month to keep the podcast going, any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week on Let's Process This with Melinda Hill. Yeah. <laughs>